what do you get when the audacious and the therapist collide? A crash course in unpolished therapy. Rachel Silvercone and Dr. Boca aren't afraid to spin out of control, tackling all the tough talk. Their weekly sesh meets at the corner of Audacity and Advice, where their wheels and yours get turned upside down. What's up, everyone? Happy Wednesday. It's another week, which means it's another episode of Unpolished Therapy, where we have ditched the couch, we've grabbed the mics, and we are now breaking down all the wreckage. It's Rachel Silver Cohen. I am here with the one and only Dr. Boca, and we are just going to jump right in. What's up, Dr. Boca? I'm so happy to be here because I am ready to go all in because there are so many things in this world right now that are annoying me, annoying my patients, annoying my family. Like I just feel like there's this itch in the world of annoyance. And I would love if everybody would be so kind as to let us talk about what annoys the crap out of us. Oh my God, it's my favorite topic. I know, I thought you would like... places and things, dot, 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 (laughs) that annoy the living shit out of me. So I figured you could relate to this. So why don't we... uh, Because like just things are so irritating right now. And I figured who would enjoy this topic more than me? And it would definitely be Rachel. So can we go there? All right. Yes. Let me just get going. Here's okay. a couple things that annoy me. Oh, gosh. Right. I'm sure ready. we can come up with a lot more. But just off the bat, and I'm kind of shooting from the hip here. So we live in a world we all know of modern technology. You cannot go anywhere without something beeping or flashing or ringing or dinging or whatever the case may be, right? Yes. Right. Okay. So why is it that if you text someone, okay, anyone for that matter, are people also that busy in the world? It takes them three days to text back or 11 hours to text back or two days. Whatever the case may be, it drives me crazy. Now, I'm going to answer my own question. Oh, this okay? should be good. I know, right? It really should be good. <laughs> <laughs> it's like my monologue. Look, I work off of my phone. So I'm on my phone all day long. If mm-hmm. I can't get back to someone, it's because I'm in the middle of somebody else's issues, problems, working, whatever the case may be. But for the most part, I am a pretty efficient responder, right? If that's even a phrase, a title, whatever. But I'm guessing that if people don't get back in a timely fashion, are they A, truly saving lives and they're so busy that they legitimately can't, they're in surgery, or B, that they're not interested, C, a combination of both, or are there some people that are still carved out in this big world of ours that aren't attached to their phone the way that the majority of people are? Like, What takes people so long to get back to other people? And this isn't just my gripe. I've heard it from others. People have asked me the question. So I'm kind of just in the retelling. I'm kind of putting that out there for everyone, but myself too. There are certain people that I'm like, where are you? Right. I definitely have had this experience. And then there are those that are the horrible texters that like make no sense when they do text. So it's almost like, why even bother? That being said, I would say that there are people who can't respond to text during work hours Mm -hmm. because they are preoccupied doing stuff. And then there are also those people that just don't give a shit. It's not that they don't have the phone right there. They read our text. They just Mm -hmm. don't give a shit. They'll respond when it's their time. And more times than not, it's usually when it requires them to look at their calendar, respond to something important that they know is going to be an issue once we get into it, right? And they just Mm -hmm. don't want to be bothered. So they either say they didn't see it or I'm so sorry, I was busy, I couldn't get to... 
bullshit. You had the phone right there. I was watching you on social media. Okay, well, what about like you're in the middle of a conversation conversation via text, right? You're in the middle of a thread. Now, again, I'm not saying that we are curing cancer in these messages. We could be talking about, you know, hey, did you watch that show on Netflix? And what did you think of episode blah, 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 right? But you're having dialogue. And I use the word dialogue loosely (laughs) because it's not. You're typing beautifully back and forth. And we all joke with those little three buttons that, you know, the dots that you see. So you know the other person's there. Now you're in the middle of like this in-depth conversation about, oh, I don't know, I'm, you know, The Handmaid's Tale. How how do you leave me hanging on my question about the episode that just happened, right? So we're going back and forth and back and forth. And then all of a sudden it's just like, do, 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 like we're done. And then what? Like, did the house catch on fire? <laughs> did the phone <laughs> ring that was more important? Did you, I mean, what what happens between those periods of time? Because by the next morning, I don't care anymore. I don't care, right. I mean, look, I've been known to fall asleep during conversations before, not obviously real life conversations, but phone conversations, or I'll put my phone down and jump in the shower thinking that it's going to take the other person a long time to respond. And then I never get back to it. I'm guilty of it. Every once in a while, I'm pretty much a good texter, but I do understand how frustrating it is and how annoying it is because I know that if it was something important, like, you know, they were going to win the lottery and they had to respond within 30 seconds, Mm -hmm. they would be on their phone responding. Agreed. Agreed. The other thing I find annoying, if we're staying just for for a moment in the text genre... We're having having genres. um, Okay. Is let's say you send someone a text and their reply to your text is just the little heart or the exclamation (laughs) point or the question or whatnot. There's something, the emphasis. There is something about that. As unpolished as I may be, I find so rude and so curt that I'd rather no reply at all than a heart. Like, mm-hmm. like, they're, like they're thanking me or, or they like what it is I wrote, but they can't. It's just, I find it to be so dismissive. dismissive and okay. I'm going to be honest, folks out there, listeners, I, I have one friend in particular. Obviously, I'm not naming names. And I say the word friend to now in air quotes because I can't even be this person's friend anymore because every single time I send a text or have, because this is now past tense, I've kind of thrown out that laundry as we talked about a couple seasons ago where you clean house and you you get rid of the proverbial fat, right? Every single text that I had sent, I would get either an exclamation point or a heart. I mean, now granted, that's better than a frown or a void mark, but you don't have 32 seconds to reply either thank you or how about you too or... So we're finished. I, so I, it really rubs me. What is that about? So, well, I think you put energy into your relationships and that feels like somebody's not making time and being considerate to you to put energy back. However, that being said, I don't really like them either. And I used them with you the other day. And I can explain why I used them with you the other day because well, I was in oh, the middle on. of doing oh, something. Okay, fine. But before you explain it, I want to put a blanket statement out there to say, I don't think that those little tricks of the trade and the texting Mm -hmm. world are completely obsolete. I think they serve a purpose if it works within the dialogue that you're having with the person. But when the one-sided response is only an exclamation or a heart or a question, I'm sorry, but that's I'm not having that conversation. No. So bye. Well, it's like talking to a wall. Yeah, bitch. 
Bye. Right. It, it, right. It's like talking to a wall. No, but again, I wanted you to put this disclaimer out because there are times when I'd rather get back to somebody and let them know that I heard it, but I don't have time to engage in a whole conversation about it. Or I see what you said. I'm all good with what you said. We can get back to it. Yeah. And then it's time. like, all right, cool. I got it. Right. Right. I just, I, so I, I just wanted to defend the people that use it sometimes. Okay. Next question. Okay. Again, we're staying in this topic right now. Hot topic, hot topic. <laughs> I am both a victim and a culprit, okay. I guess, of this next one. All right. Let's say <laughs> someone sends you a text and they were asking you something, right? Okay. And then life gets in the way and you haven't had a chance to get back to them, whether you, it's a, premeditated, you haven't had a chance or you just haven't had a chance, right? Okay. And then a couple minutes, hours, whatever go by and all of a sudden of those little choices you have on top of the text, you get a question mark, right? (laughs) And now it's like the person is like, hello, right? That's what that means. Are you going to answer me? Are you there? Correct. I have been the recipient of that and it Uh kind of just annoys the living shit out of me. Like, shut the fuck up. I'll get back to you when I want to. But when I'm the one that is being impatient and annoyed that you haven't gotten back to me, I kind of love it. So do do I'm working with the double-edged sword here? I'm a hypocrite. You're a hypocrite. It's okay. When it works for you, it works for you. And when it doesn't, it doesn't. I love when I get the memes like, I'm waiting, like, hello, where are you? Or hello, 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 whatever the memes are, which are very, or the gifts or gifs. I don't even know which way you say it, right? I I mean, they're I think I just GIF. But GIF, whatever. So I don't look like a fool and don't know the, the, the terminology, right? My kids would be mortified right now. I happen to enjoy those better than the question mark because at least they're entertaining. But like, seriously, how many times have I texted you? And it's taken you an hour or two to get back to me. So don't be giving me these GIFs. Right. Well, I don't do GIFs. I mean, I wouldn't even know where to find that. That's another thing, okay? I don't know if it's annoying or just like, hmm, who really has all this time? Like if if someone replies by way of this GIF, which is for people out there, if you are living under a rock, it's the pictures and the memes and the things that kind of dance around or do all those funny, quirky things that I guess the kids these days are doing. I wouldn't even know where to find that, number one. And number two, how do people have so much time to find something that's relevant? Okay, okay, that's really the question. So I asked that question also. And once my kids showed me, on some of the apps, i.e. texting and whatever, some of them you can search. So Mm -hmm. you say lonely or annoyed or what's going on or fuck (laughs) you or whatever you want to come up and those GIFs come up. On some of them, that is not actually the case. So on, I think, WhatsApp, mine doesn't do it, but some of my friends does. So maybe I have an outdated version of WhatsApp. I don't know. I don't use it that often, so it really doesn't matter. But I would encourage you, it is a black whole. You can literally have dialogue with somebody because I've done this before where I have literally had an entire conversation back and forth with these gifs, gifs, whatever they're called. And they're actually very funny. Now, you do need time, but you can search them. And if they are searchable, it is worth it. And there are some people that we both know that are really good with them and really pick stellar ones. And I have to give a shout out to them. I'm not going to say who it is, but they know who it is. Okay. They know who they are. So basically, like, you can continue to speak in your native tongue of 
English. Yes. You in your classes in school or whatnot, you can continue your education in Mandarin sure. or or Spanish or French or whatever that your language of choice is. Or you can just become fluent in, in GIS. Yes. Is that what yes. you're basically saying, Doctor Boga? Pretty much. Pretty much. And like, I can't believe I'm I've stooped to that level. But yeah, yes. I mean, I don't know if, if I don't know if we should just like drop mic right now or keep going. I mean, because we are down an unpolished path here, and we've definitely the wreckage is already broken on this. If we're talking about conversations to have being fluent in a yeah. language that doesn't really exist, but nope. it's picture form. Is that it, what we're... And it's fun. It's fun. I, I haven't done it often. Okay. I'm acknowledging it. I'm embarrassed by it, but it actually is doable. And hmm. if you're doing it with somebody who's good at them, it's like you would enjoy it for the sole reason that your competitiveness would come out, okay. right? You would have, but you to, have to be like yourself. clever. You like have to be it, clever, which you are. I'm not. You are. Well, clearly I'm not clever enough to even really know what it is. But so, and that's a little annoying. So it's at annoying. Least it keeps within the genre of what we're talking Absolutely. about. Here's something else that's a little annoying or a lot annoying, depending on how you want to break it down. I don't want this to fall into the category of like, well, we have to clean house and lose friends and whatever. And we just did that with the whole text message, little heart thing, whatever. I know we all have friends who we love to see when we get to see them. We would never in a million years think about canceling on them. We all know the ha 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 joke of like, how do we get out of canceling a plan that we don't even really want to have and so on and so forth. But does anyone out there have friends where you make a plan, but you know, there's not even a question that the plan and the date that you put on the calendar is not the date on the calendar that you're actually going to have those plans. Because by and large, that person is going to come back to you and need to change those plans. If it's a real big reason, okay, that's fine. We all have life that comes up and whatever. But does anyone out there have friends that no matter what, there's going to be a change in the plan for the simplest of nothing? Oh, I forgot I have a manicure. Or, oh, I have to reschedule because I'm getting my hair done. Or I forgot that I... I mean, to me, once or twice here and there, twice a year, whatever it is, it's fine. But every single time you make a plan and then the plan has to be changed, should we decode that out? What does that mean? Well, I think either the person's a really bad scheduler or you're not a priority. One or right, the other. Right, like it Rachel. just doesn't matter, right? No, I mean, I can't say that I have those people because like you said, what we're not going to talk about is the people that we've written out of our lives. But you know what? I don't have patience for that shit. My calendar, my schedule, it's full, right? And I want to make room for the people that I can count on. It happens. I Look, I had to cancel with somebody today that I've canceled with twice before and I feel terrible about it, literally. But I had a really, really, really good excuse today. And so I feel terrible. And so I, of course, the next time it comes on the calendar, there's no way like come hell or high water, it is happening because I wouldn't blame that girl if she cut me out of her life right now because I did this like two or three times to her, but I don't have patience for that. And I would suggest that maybe you reconsider that as well. What about, and again, some of this is my own personal experience, of course, we all know. I mean, I'm certainly not going to be buttoned up now. I've put it out there and I'm happy to share. Definitely have some friends that fall into that category. But it's also stuff I hear from other people. Somehow I become the catch-all of, Rachel, this is so annoying, or has this ever happened to you, or so on and so forth. You should talk about it. You should write about it. Whatever. I was say, so, that's why they're telling you because yeah, you can use it for material. Absolutely. This is a tried and true one, but it's as annoying now as it's been since the day is long, which is group texting. Oh, that's the worst. The worst. Absolutely the worst. Can't stand it. Mm -mm. The my worst. Has, now, my husband won't even respond to them. I normally don't either, except then when it gets out of control and I'm getting a text at six o'clock in the morning or late at night with people that I have no idea even how I got on the group text to begin with. It's only recently 
that I learned how to... Um, I forget what the Move setting yourself. is called. Well, I was going to get to that. I was going to say, is it annoying or just rude to flat out leave the conversation? Because there's plenty of times where I'm like, Rachel Silver Cohen has left the conversation. But that was before I learned what, you know, I've become a little bit more gracious, I suppose, in, in my olden days here. What is it called? Where you can, you tell me it's either when you dim yourself or you silent it, something where you're not notified every time someone is participating in this group text, but you're not removing yourself from it. I don't know. And I I might have even found it by accident, but... Probably a silent button. Oh, silent. Is it? Gee. Maybe. I don't know. Sometimes the simplest things. (laughs) Is that what... No, 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 no. I don't know. I I don't think it's silent in general because then it would silence your entire phone. This is on each particular person. I think there is a setting, which again, I'm not that well-versed, so I don't want to give wrong information, but I find it incredibly annoying to be part of a group text that you need to be a part of for whatever the reasons are, informational purposes or the like. But I find it even more annoying to be involved in a group text that you don't need to be involved with, but that somehow you keep getting sucked into. Right. So I'm good with like a group text where, you know, we're making dinner reservations and there's four of us, the husband, the wife, the husband, the wife, and the four of us are making dinner reservations or we're sharing something funny. Like I'm totally good with those group texts. What I'm not good at is when people are trying to do like a party or something and I don't know 13 people on the group text and everybody's responding. And then not only are they responding, but then they're doing those accent things like the things that you were just saying that you hate, the heart, right, the emphasis, the heart right, on every single text. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my God, this has to stop. I can't take it anymore. So I just ignore it. And then I come back and there's 72 text messages. Peace out with that. Can't stand What it. about when this is a little annoying? And I don't know if this is like an etiquette thing or not, but let's say there's a group text going around and let's say one of the moms is taking a bunch of the kids somewhere and all the moms need to know when you're picking up or whatever the scenario is. But we'll say that, right? Now, the whole thing's over. Everyone's been delivered home safely and soundly. We've all said thank you in person or whatever. <laughs> but now one mom, okay, or dad, I suppose for that matter. I don't want to I don't want to isolate the dads out there or the men for that matter. Someone says thank you on the group text. And now all of a sudden <laughs> every everybody, oh thank you so much. It was great. Thank you. Hmm. We just said thank you. I How know. many times now I feel peer pressured to, to say what, thank if you. I don't say thank you after I said thank you in person. You're a cold-hearted that bitch. now I don't feel gratitude. It's so <laughs> annoying. Oh my God, one thank you. So let me just make the point. Let me just make the point to our listeners that I was the one who was irritated and annoyed by shit. And Rachel has taken this one down the road. (laughs) And I haven't even had an opportunity to make my points, but I'm loving this, Rachel. Keep going. Yes, that is annoying. What else? It's very annoying. It is. It is. What else? What else? It's very annoying. Okay, here's another annoying. Ready? Very annoying number 322. It's very annoying when, let's say you have a service call, right? You're waiting for someone to come to your house and they're kind enough out of the gate to say, we'll be there between 8 and 12. I'm making up the time, but that's Uh typically what the window is, right? And look, it's not our first rodeo. We should expect that at five minutes to 12, you haven't seen hide nor hair of anybody, except you've now spent the entire morning waiting around for the person that never showed up. Now it's five to 12 and they are nowhere to be found. And so now you're like, well, what do I do? Like, do I sink or swim here, right? Do I pinch hit or do I call it out or what do I do? So you don't know. Am I calling and complaining? 
then, I mean, good luck trying to get someone on the telephone. That's another major annoyance, right? But then they show up as if they don't have a care in the world. Oh, sorry, we were running late or da-da-da. Well, okay. But, and back to my point of things we've talked about in the past, they don't have a care in the world. And that's their job, mind you. They're not coming here to, I don't know, to have a cup of coffee, which that would be annoying too. If you gave me a window to have a cup of coffee and you just didn't show up until after the time slot. But if I worked under those parameters in my own job, I wouldn't have a job. Right. Absolutely. So are we just to accept the annoyance of life that it is what it is? Well, we're at their mercy. I mean, that's what it comes down to. What other choice do you have? Who else is coming to fix your cable box? Do we even have cable boxes anymore? But you know what I'm saying. Yeah, no, we do. But here's the other thing, folks. This is why, again, I am the guinea pig. I'm incredibly self-deprecating. I get it. I'm the one with all the noise in my head and I'm unpolished. Because as much as I'm complaining about how annoying is it that I'm waiting from 8 to 12 and at 12, they're still not even here yet. The flip of that, okay, is when someone's supposed to come, again, I'm making this up, but between 8 o'clock and 11.30 or 12 o'clock, and they call 17 times to say, hey, I just want to let you know I'm on the way. Hey, I have a service call today. And, you know, are you going to be home? Oh, my God. Yes, I told you four times. You've called five times. I'm here. I'm waiting. I'm willing. The front door is unlocked. I've called you through the gate. It's like you always tell me, Dr. Boca, find the balance. Yes. There's no balance. They either don't show up and they're nowhere to be found or they are blowing up my phone to let me know where they are. I'm going to send you a ping or a ding or you whatever. Are you know my location. I don't care your location. The only thing I care about is that you're here on time and you ring my doorbell. That's it. You are never going to be happy, are you? (laughs) You are never going to be happy. Oh my goodness. I would definitely rather the 700 phone calls so that my day isn't wasted versus the people that are coming and not telling me anything. And I'm at 12 after 10. No, 10 after 12, I decide I'm leaving as the truck is pulling in, right? Mm. So I would definitely err on the side of being annoyed with multiple forms of communication. But what you need to do is just not be bothered by it. Like just know that this is going to happen one way or the other and you need them to come and fix it, whatever that it is. Mm. And we just have to embrace it and breathe and say, so be it. And I have to like practice what I preach also because what I want to get out of like technology and service for a second because what I can't stand are these freaking drivers. These drivers that are going two miles per hour. It's a green light. They're cutting across four different lanes. And it's like, I look at them and I look into the window and I'm like, what is your problem? And then they flick me off. Like Mm. I did something wrong. I'm like, I don't understand. To me, biggest pet peeve ever. If you are not capable of driving, and I'm, okay, I'll forgive the new student driver. I'll forgive them. Okay. I like the other day I was driving and I saw four cars moving like two miles per hour. And then I saw the lead car was a student driver. So I had a little rahmanas on them, like a little empathy for them or pity or whatever word you want to use. But when these people are driving in the middle of the day, when I want to go 60 miles per hour down Glades Road, right? And they are driving and they're driving in the left-hand lane. I'm like, did you not take the damn test? You're not supposed to drive in the left-hand lane. You're supposed to go fast in that lane and you're supposed to change lanes accordingly. And they're moving like molasses and they're the worst drivers. They're not signaling. And then I hunk on my horn or I pass them and they give me the finger. 
I want you to be careful with that though, Dr. Boca, because there are some psycho lunatics around here. And I don't want anyone pulling out a gun, road rage and killing you because that happens. Agreed. And I told my husband the same thing because he has the same annoyance. But it's like, come on, people. You are from New York and New Jersey. You know how to drive down here. Let's go. Let's get with the program. Can't stand it. I'm sorry. That one's my big one. Yeah. You know, I have to tell you, I agree with you on that. And I know that that used to make me bubble over. It reminds me though, hearing your rage about it and how calm I am, it speaks to the fact that like, I don't really go in the car that often. Right. You're still in COVID. I'm really home a lot with this working from home shtick I have going on. But I agree with you on that. I, I think it also speaks to the fact that we have to be careful down in this neck of the woods that there's very young drivers on the road and there's very old drivers on the road and neither. Okay. Again, that plays into if we could bring it more in the middle, I think we would have a little bit more fluidness on the road, so to speak. That would be us. Yeah. That would be us if we all congregated on the road, but we're all at home, not on the roads, except I am and all the young and old people are on the roads. But Again, I have the Rahmanis for the new drivers. I even have some empathy for the older drivers. But seriously, at some point, you got to get off the road. Mm-hmm. Like, if you can't drive, get off the road. Yeah. How about, do you think it's annoying? I know you didn't want to talk tech, but... Uh, we can talk Passwords. Passwords. Oh, man. Oh, man that's I'm cool. never, ever going to get over the annoyance of passwords. No, it's the just worst. the bane of my existence. I mean, how many times? Like, so do you use that key that password key thing on the phones that like store your password and they give you like some outrageously long password and then no because because I wouldn't even know how to get into that password key fob thingy majiggy because you probably need a password to get into (laughs) it so I'm sitting here going okay do I use it and then somebody finds my phone right Mm -hmm. and And then they they have have your entire life story and password exactly my entire life story or do I just get annoyed by the fact that I can't remember any of the passwords and every single time I go onto a new website I, or an, an old website and I didn't save the password, I now have to make up another password and wait for that damn email to come in that gives me the link to change the password. I mean, it is the stupidest thing. I wish there was one password. Like I wish I could put my finger to it and voila, it would just like come up and I would have be the only person who has access to it. Well, and I think we are getting there. I'm hardly a tech savvy person, but I do think they say as the world gets more and more sophisticated that whether it's eye recognition or fingerprint recognition or or voice recognition for that matter, facial, etc., we are getting there. But which for, concerns me also, right? Because yeah, then yeah. now I'm now I sound like you. It's like I want this and now I don't want yeah, this, right? There you go. Okay. So I practice what I preach here. If oh, you, I'm gonna call pot you a hypocrite, kettle, I'll be a hypocrite. Kettle, pot kettle black. Right. Pot right. and kettle, right? But to me, I'm all for that if nobody's watching all of this and yeah. taking all of this information and then now can identify me based on my eyes, then I have a problem. Yeah, well, they probably probably Already can. Do. And I think there's cyber security issues to Everywhere. the point that if we really knew how insane it is, we would really never leave our homes and right. we would never even use a computer again. But that's a topic for another day. That's way above my pay grade. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't want to go there. And that's annoying too. It's annoying that everything is above my pay grade. And you know that's what makes the world go around, right? So how do we it's- get things on our pay grade or how do we elevate our pay grade, that, right? That's- well, I think it's elevating our pay grade, but I'm going to be like really unpolished here, but I only want to elevate my pay grade with the stuff that I'm interested in. And I want to not elevate my pay grade with all of this bullshit stuff that just annoys me. Yeah. So, I mean, look, I'm being honest. I'm being authentic. This shit annoys me, bothers me. And I feel like what else I'm seeing out there is like you always say the poor service 
We're seeing it increasing exponentially post-COVID. Like the service out there is just awful. The Mm -hmm. lack Mm -hmm. of people working is just Mm -hmm. awful. Everything Mm -hmm. takes 17,000 times longer. The other thing that's really annoying me currently is the inefficiency of the government agencies, even local government agencies. So let me just give you an example. I have to get my, you know, I've been doing telehealth and I'm starting at a new office at the end of the summer, potentially. And you have to pay for the, I don't even know what it's called. Like once you register your business, then that business has to pay a tax, right? And then they have to come and approve your office space. Like, so you have to meet Mm -hmm. them in the office and they're going to approve it and they're going to say, oh, it's safe and blah, 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 blah. So I went with a colleague of mine to where I was told to go, right, to file for this tax thing. Mm -hmm. And I was ready to write my big fat check to them for absolutely no reason whatsoever. And I had all my materials and I go in there and they say, oh, well, you're not in, we can't do this here. And I said, I don't understand. Like my colleague has had this done before. Oh no, we can't do this here. Well, why can't you do this here? Because you're business name isn't registered appropriately. Okay. So I registered my business name appropriately. I looked it up. It's all taken care of. Only to find out that that's not actually the place, even when my business name was done appropriately, that I'm supposed to go. They neglected to tell me that I'm yeah, in un- unincorporated Boca. Yeah, that's, that's extra. That's extra. You, you, that's so, a different line. Totally. And like, God forbid they should deviate from the line. Yeah, no, no. That, no. I, well, that is above their pay grade. So. Totally. And by the way, I was very unpolished there. I accept this and I lost my shit. Mm-hmm. And I dropped the F word, like the F bomb. Like, And the supervisor comes and he's like, if you're going to drop the F bomb, I can't help you. Well, sir, you were not helping me even before I dropped the F-bomb. You are of no help whatsoever, Zero. regardless of what I'm dropping. Okay. Zero. Okay. So, and I had written the check already. Like, take my damn money, tell me where to go, and I'll call it a day. Mm-hmm. Never told me. So finally, my colleague was a little ahead of the process. She was at a different window. They said no to her, but her window told her that we were unincorporated. Mm-hmm. So lo and behold, I'm not even at that step anymore and have not gotten what I need to get done because I'm waiting for my business name to change, whatever. She calls me today. She tells me I went up there to now West Palm. Okay. It was no longer Delray. I went all the way up to West Palm. I had to go to the floor two. They took my paperwork. I then had to go to floor one. They took my check. Then they told me, here are the two numbers that you have to call to get these people to come to the office to visit you. I said, okay. So she calls these two numbers. And they said, okay, one got back to her, only one, okay? And then they informed her on the phone when she spoke to this one person of the two that they will come, they will sign the papers when they come to the office and check out the space. And then she has to go back to that original Delrev place to pay another check. Hmm. And I was like, was anyone going to tell us this? Did anyone explain this process to us? And how ass backwards that we have to now go back to the place that said they can't help us so that they can get paid yet again. I am livid by this whole process and talk about above a pay grade. That is like 10 pay grades above me that I want nothing to be a part of. Hmm. I have one word for this story. Annoying. 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 (laughs) It's annoying. It's annoying. And I probably told it even more annoying than the average folk, but it's just really Really, yes, it's you know, I always say there's a lot of people out there, they're all graduates of the school of nothing, they're Bobby Basics, they want to do the bare minimum, and they want to get paid top dollar to do it. So, I find it very frustrating, it's very annoying. I'm joking, you telling the story wasn't annoying, but but the story in and of itself that that stories like that even exist, annoying that I have to tell it. 
I agree. Um, you know what else is annoying? I'll tell you something annoying. It's annoying when you go to the supermarket and you're going through the aisles and of all the 13 aisles that the thing you need is right where somebody else is, oh, right? right? And now we have like a traffic jam, okay? And the person like doesn't really get it and they're not really getting out of the way. And it's like, what is taking them so long? We're not in a museum here, folks. Like, what are you studying so much that you can't move your shit out of the way so I can grab the eggs or the milk or whatever the case may be? That's annoying to me, right? I agree. And I'm going to add one other one. What's also annoying to me is when I only have a few minutes Mm -hmm. and I say, okay, I'm going to be lazy and I'm going to go to Fresh Market instead Mm -hmm. of Publix. Mm-hmm. And I go in there and I run in for my four things mm-hmm. and I can't get the four freaking things because they don't sell one of them. So I'm going to have to go to Publix after mm-hmm. all, or they don't have it in stock and I'm going to have to go to Whole Foods on the other side of town all because I was trying to be lazy and save time and you can't get everything you need done at any of these stores. Yeah. Annoying. Annoying. Totally annoying. annoying. Yeah. That's right. You want to know what else is annoying? It's annoying. Well, it's actually not really annoying. It's an old annoyance that now has been rectified now that we live here. But this is a true story. So when I first moved to Florida, full disclosure here, folks, I didn't know how to pump my own gas. Oh, of course, it's done for you, right? Sure. So I learned and it wasn't rocket science and that's that. Well, one of my first trips home, I'm in the car and the car needs gas. And I say to myself, oh my God, I'm going to treat myself. I'm going to go and get gas and like, I'm going to get waited on, right? I'm going to get waited on because obviously I know, you know, if you're listening from anywhere other than states where you pump your own gas, there's a gas attendant who you pull up and they come down and this, God, this is such a flashback from when I was a kid. And, you know, they'd ask you like, what do you want, right? And you'd have options. You want diesel? Do you want unleaded? Do you want super? You know, whatever the choices are, you'd stay in your car. And it was always great. Like in the winter, it was freezing. You didn't have to get out of your car. Or if your car was filthy while the gas was being pumped, the guy would be nice enough to like clean your windshield and so on and so forth. They'd take your credit card. They'd run it. They'd come back. You'd sign. It was like, it would stick into that like plastic little thing, like the card holder. And and that was it. It's literally like in today's world, like going through the drive-through for your coffee or your meal or whatever. So now I say, oh my God, I'm going to be treated to gas. I'm going to sit in the car and this is a luxury item, right? So I pull up and I'm waiting for the guy to come and pump the gas in the car. And I'm waiting and I'm waiting and I'm waiting. And I'm like, where the hell is this guy? So the long and the short is that all I wanted to be waited on instead of like, do I want to cook dinner tonight or do I want to go to a restaurant and be waited on so I don't have to do anything? That's how I felt about the gas. I don't want to get out of the car and pump my own gas. I want to be waited on. But the guy like wasn't showing up and I'm sitting there waiting and waiting and waiting. And that's annoying when now that I know how to do it, I could just go outside and pump it myself. But that's not how it works. So that's annoying. Be careful what you wish for. It may come true. I think we talked about that a few episodes ago, right? Absolutely. That's annoying. Yes, that is annoying. I mean, honestly, like, look, at the end of all of this, I'm listening to us talking about all these annoying things. And I'm like, let these be our worst problems Mm -hmm. in life. But at the same time, I can appreciate that our listeners are sitting here going, oh my God, Rachel Mori, you didn't talk about this. Like, Mm -hmm. this is annoying. Or you didn't Mm -hmm. say this. Or, oh my God, yes, yes, that is the most annoying thing ever. So I say to our listeners, like, I need to know what else is annoying because I'm sure I'm finding it annoying too. And I know for a fact, Rachel's finding it annoying. So we 
we need to know what you guys find annoying. I have something else annoying. Well, I'm, of I'm thinking of it as you say that. So I call it yoga voice. Okay. People who like they have like their stage voice, or as I just mentioned, their yoga voice. And like their regular talking voice, right? Like, I don't like, is that a button you press? Like, is it certain people that when you're around, you talk in a certain way, but then when you're with like the regular folk, you you (laughs) You dumb it down. And I call it yoga voice because that's when I first learned of this, that like there was a teacher I knew who was like a friend of mine who talked just the way that you and I do. And I understood her, right? (laughs) Clearly. Then I went to take her class and all of a sudden, it's like, what are you, Madonna? Like, (laughs) I don't under like you just have like your fake pretend voice when you're on stage. Like, what is that about? That's annoying. Well, and I think you know where else I see it a lot when you listen to people's voicemails and they're professional, right? Mm -hmm. And it doesn't sound anything like them. And I'm like, who are you putting a show on for? Like, Mm -hmm. I know you. You're as unpolished as they come. Like, don't pretend that you're like, oh, I'm not here to take your call. Please leave a message and have a beautiful day. Like, you don't say that. You say, fuck you, I'll call you back when I can. Right, right, right. Right. So I get totally It's annoying. It's annoying. Oh my God, the list of annoyance does go on and on. But as Dr. Boca did mention, may these be our biggest gripes, our biggest annoyances. We are supposed to sweat the small stuff. And in the grand scope, it is all small stuff if we can laugh our way through it, even in the retelling and kind of chuckle about how annoying it is, then that kind of makes it a little lighter and a little easier, right? Yeah, it's absolutely more palatable when we can laugh about it. And there's like safety in numbers. Like when we're all annoyed by the same thing, we feel almost validated in our annoyance. So I'm good with that. And what I love about you, Rachel, is yeah, I might break down a lot of the wreckage sometimes, right? And help us make sense of it. But listening to you and finding the humor in it, I mean, it is one of your greatest assets is being able to really touch on what everybody's experiencing and bring humor and lightness to it um, in a way that kind of puts it into perspective. Like, it's funny. Like, let's laugh. Let's get a good chuckle out of it. We'll feel better. So I thank you for that because sometimes we just need a reminder of we that. We do. We do. It's always great to laugh. If there's anything I would convey as we kind of wrap it up here is that we've said it before and we'll say it again. A day without laughter is a day lost. So Absolutely. get out there, find something that annoys you and then just laugh about it because that's the best medicine, right? That's the the best way to tackle what's annoying is just to kind of make fun of it. Absolutely. And I am totally there with you. And I just want to ask the permission from you and our listeners. Can we have this like every couple of months, like just this annoying podcast, right? Like all the annoying things, because I think once you get it out of you, like anything else, and you, you know, you stir it around and you realize you're not alone and you're laughing about it, it just kind of like, okay, my tank is empty, no pun intended with the gas. My tank is empty and we can go on our merry way and I feel so much better. So this is definitely not going to be the last annoying podcast. Absolutely. You have my word and you have my enthusiasm on that because it does feel great. It'll be like an unpolished vent sesh of just annoyances and grievances and we'll get them out and it'll make us feel better. We'll laugh about it. Hopefully people who are listening in their car or if they're out running or walking or doing a lot of like nodding their head in agreement 
in and so on and so forth. But we hope we've left you with some smiles and some cheers for this week. And it's always fun to break down the wreckage. Dr. Boca, I love meeting you on the corner of audacity and advice where our wheels and our listeners' wheels get spun upside down week in and week out. Hopefully next week, we will be back with another fun topic, annoying or not. (laughs) And we wish you all a wonderful Unpolished Week. If you need us, you know where to find us at unpolishedtherapy at gmail.com. Well, that's our email, I suppose. Yes. Uh, unpolishedtherapy at gmail.com or on our social media platforms at Unpolished Therapy, Instagram, Facebook, at Unpolished on Twitter. If anyone's doing tweeting and twatting and all that annoying. <laughs> I don't think anyone's stuff. twatting. But <laughs> sure. Um, <laughs> so find us. Let us know what's annoying to you from all of us here. And by all of us, I mean Dr. Boca and myself, Rachel Silver Cohen. This has been another episode of Unpolished Therapy. Have a great week, everyone. Great sesh, girls. Hey, everyone, like what you heard? Then don't miss out on what comes next. Subscribe now and please give the girls a five-star rating. Learn more at www.unpolishedtherapy.com. Find and like them on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We'll see you next week when Rachel Silvercone and Dr. Boca ditch the couch, grab the mic, and break down all the wreckage. <laughs>